Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world, and it's time. So let's do this. Hey guys, Stephanie here, and I'm so excited for today's episode. I have an amazing guest, Marissa Lewis, and Marissa is such a beautiful soul. She's an empowerment coach and is super passionate about helping women really step into their power, expand their belief of what is possible, and align with their soul's purpose, their soul's calling. So we have a lot in common and are super aligned, which makes sense why we've connected connected so many years ago and have still been really close throughout our journeys and our evolution, which is really cool. So I'm really excited to have her on here for her to share her magic with you guys, her knowledge, her wisdom, her motivation and empowerment. And I know that you're going to get so much out of this episode because we dive into a lot of things. So without further ado, let's welcome Marissa onto the show. All right. Welcome, Marissa, onto the show. I'm so excited to have you here and can't wait to hear all of the magic that you're going to share with us today. Oh, hey, girl. Stephanie, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's always a pleasure to come and collaborate with other rock stars. And, you know, you've always been such an inspiration as we've shared this journey side by side for quite a few years. Hey, <laughs> how many years has it been? I think it must be going on four, three or four. I think it's longer than that. I mean, really? Well, (laughs) maybe. I think we first connected when we were both doing like network marketing. Actually, it would have been. So yeah, probably maybe coming up to five, perhaps. That is crazy. So yeah, it's so awesome. I know, and it's so (laughs) cool because we've had we've never actually met in person, but I feel like I know you. I know you've been like my soul sister for a while now. connected we were like okay let's be friends yeah Um, absolutely so I'm excited to like dive even more into like what you've been working towards and learning some new things about you and 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 having you share with my audience like everything that you're all about and everything that has helped you on your journey so um absolutely geez I don't even know where to where to start can you share like what what led what was like the point in your life that led you to um feeling called to serve others in a big way right that, that's that a great moment, question you no know? yeah yeah so that moment was actually um I had been uh you know very successful in the corporate world um and I really thrived on you know challenges and rewards and money and all of that and um I then got pregnant and that was such a miracle and a gift and a blessing and um you know, I remember struggling when it was time to go back to work between, you know, performing in my job and being a mom. And I know there's a lot of women out there that I work with that find the same challenges. 
Um, you know, I, I was always an overachiever and, you know, I ended up driving myself into the ground. You know, I was trying to operate a job that demanded 80 to 100 hours a week from me while raising a young son. And I started to miss moments like his first step. Um, and as I started to resent the system because of this, I ended up having a slight, uh, uh, what was the word? My adrenal glands shut down. I ended up in hospital on a drip for five days because I was completely sh like my body shut down. Mm. Um, and at that stage I was living away from my hometown. I was in another country. So I was in Australia when this happened and that was kind of my deciding factor to go home and just regroup and really figure out what it was that I wanted to do in this life experience because through those positions, now I understand, you know, going into transformation, nothing's a waste of time. There's no regrets. Everything that any skill, any, you know, anything that I developed through those positions um, has actually contributed to where I am today. Um, but there was something I really wanted to do, and that was figure out why I was here. <laughs> you know, I wanted to, I've always been very spiritual, um, you know, being of Māori descent, which is the indigenous, you know, culture of New Zealand. I was very much raised around, you know, always connecting to my wairua and, and a spirit and things like that. But I, I got lost in the doing, you know. And so um, that would have been my moment lying in that hospital bed, looking at my son and going, is this really it? Is this really what it's about? And then I started to really, I guess, put my ear to the ground and explore ways to create, you know, a life that not just by design, but that was really more fulfilling um, for me. And I knew I always loved to work with people. Um, you know, all the positions I held in corporate were about serving. They just weren't serving from my soul. They were serving a product mm. or a service of somebody else's vision. So... It kind of made me have to reflect and go inward and ask, you know, I've been very successful in these roles, you know, and I'm always making a lot of money for these people. Why am I not doing this for myself so that I can then make the decision and how I show up each and every day? And that was just, I guess that's, that's where it happened was when I was in that hospital bed and really having to look at, is this it? <laughs> you know, I was at this, I think I was, um, how old would I have been? 32. Yeah. So... Since then, I've just thrown myself into understanding human behavior. And yeah, I went back to school and studied psychology and, and just really started to uh, develop a, an obsession, a healthy obsession uh, of understanding how people operate and why they mm. do the, and you know, have the behaviors that they have. And that's just led me to where I am now, where I really thrive on helping both men and women, but majority women, um, to just unlock and, you know, their true potential and really help them to develop coping strategies with life, you know, being a mum myself. There's just so much fulfillment I get out of seeing someone thrive, someone mm -hmm. else thrive. It's like priceless, you know. It is, yeah. Mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no energy I can compare it to. You know, there's always when, when a client messages you and, and is telling you how much you've helped them change their life or you've saved their life. You know, even though I always say it's not me, it's you. You showed up for you. Mm -hmm. I just help guide you through this process. Yeah. You know, there is, a, there is an element of fulfillment because it's like, thank you for allowing me to step up and be that guide and be that teacher in this particular moment, you know, for that yeah. person. Totally. Yeah. So when you like had this, I guess, awakening or realization, um, what was like the first step you took? Was it a while for you to like transition from your job to like your own thing or? 
That is a great question. And uh, it was actually network marketing. So <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, I can't do this corporate life anymore and I really don't know what I want to do. I have so many skills to contribute, but I just, working for the man just doesn't like vibe with me anymore. I know. <laughs> you know, right? So I needed to look for solutions that didn't require that. So network marketing was the first stepping stone for me. I went along to this event. And I heard these amazing speakers talk about freedom and choices and contribution. And I was like, yes, that's me. I want that. <laughs> so I threw myself all into this particular network marketing company. Um, and I had a ball doing it. I met some of the most amazing people who are still very close to me. Um, and I developed a very healthy obsession again uh, of uh, understanding personal development. And um, I just became so obsessed. I was just attending every event you could possibly think of, every workshop. I think I've invested over $100,000 in the last four years. Wow. <laughs> right? Just uh, to develop myself uh, in order to get some clarity around how I can serve more people on a bigger scale. Yeah. And that's and so important. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's been quite a journey. But, yeah, that would, be, would have been the first stepping stone. Would have been your wow. marketing. Yeah. And you just went all in. Well, yeah, I'm no longer doing network marketing. And, I mean, that is of no reflection of not me not believing totally. in the industry. I totally, like, love love everyone who takes that path. It's just that I, as I've developed more connection with my soul and my own spirit, I have mm. a very strong message to just continue on my path. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why we resonate resonated so much too from the right. start is because mm -hmm. I started with network marketing as well because it, mm -hmm. it spoke to me because, you know, in some aspects of it was of very similar to what we're now doing. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I, I was feeling this strong, strong pull to do something deeper, to do something bigger, um, mm -hmm. share like a powerful message. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you dealt with the same thing, but for me, and this is, I have nothing against people who do network marketing either, but for me, it was like a real struggle to <laughs> let it go and shift fully into my own thing. You know, it was like this, mm -hmm. like breaking up with a boyfriend or something. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think there's a, there's a, a lot to be said about the culture. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I promote wholly is community. Mm -hmm. And that is what I'm thriving to create is just a community of people who feel safe and feel empowered um, to be themselves. And I know that's what network marketing gave me for a few years. You know, I felt completely in, the, in a belonging space and uh, the people around me had common interests. I mean, you know, you all believe in this one thing, right? Because you've seen results, but there is a reason that there's only 1% of the world or if less than that doing what they truly love and, and actually succeeding in that. Um, otherwise, everyone would be doing it. So mm. I think to break away from that community and step out on your own to step into leadership, which everybody has the capability to do, but they don't have the courage or the strength. Um, I think that's where I was like, well, you know what? It, it was a nerve-wracking process to let network marketing go because I had poured so much faith and trust into the, my leaders and, and they had poured so much back into me. So to walk away was more about people-pleasing for me. Mm. I had to step away from trying to people-please and it was more about, no, I had to trust in myself. I had to trust in the vision that I have within me because no one else would get it. And mm -hmm. I think when I started to develop strategies around that and committing to that on a very consistent and daily regular practice, um, I, I found that internal courage to, you know, and, and a strength and what we call mana in Māori, um, mm -hmm. to be able to say, no, 
thank you for your contribution to my growth, but I'm now going this way. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to bless you on yours. Um, and I'm going to keep trusting and letting go of the fear of being judged and letting go of the fear of being, you know, what if I do fail? What are they going to say? You know? Um, but as I've again grown, like there is no such thing as failure for me. It's like, if providing I'm moving forward in aligned action, then obviously, um, you know, I'm doing what is right for me and my highest good. And that's what I really like to try and teach my clients. Yeah. Like to just trust in yourself and follow mm-hmm. your heart. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it could be scary People, at times, but. It's scary a lot. Yeah. yeah. I face a lot of inner fears, you know, and I think a lot of people, like I said, that go out there, you just, yeah, I think for me, it's an inner game. You know, mm-hmm. people talk about it a lot and there's a lot of woo-woo around the spirituality of that, but that is the truth. If you cannot trust in your own inner voice and trust in your own practice and rituals that help you to develop that grounding and that centering, then what have you got? You know, yeah. because if you don't have that confidence in your own self, you're going to live someone else's life. Yeah. And success is an inside job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Creative. And it never stops. Out. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always more, you so, know, as you peel back one layer. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um, so what do you think is like the main thing that stops everyone? There's only 1% of people who are really like stepping outside the box and like going all in. Truly, fear, that they don't believe. I, I think fear is a huge thing, but I think it's more about self-worth. self-worth. I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people out there who ask for a lot of shit. <laughs> you know, they ask for a lot of stuff, but they're not prepared to do the work to become the container in order to hold that stuff. Mm. So that could be anything from money to relationship to um, whatever. Yeah, so I think, again, it's all leading back to developing a ritual or some type of practice. I mean, some people go to church, some people pray, some people will sit and meditate, some people go walking, connect to nature, whatever it is for you that allows you to uh, connect into something higher than yourself and understand that you are just as worthy as the person that you admire the most to receive and get into receptive mode because we we ask for it then we block it. We Mm -hmm. ask for it then we block it and usually it's because we are lacking some type of confidence in, in our own work. Oh my God. We are like, I'm totally like you really hit the nail like with that because, Mm. you know, I think it's so cool the way you explain it because I've, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like Mm. it's not always like a money thing, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. always just like changing your beliefs around money or changing your relationship Mm -hmm. to money to attract Mm -hmm. more abundance. It truly Mm -hmm. is a worthiness thing as well. Yeah, it's about being. And I'm not perfect. Like I still make mistakes, you know, (laughs) and I still get distracted by things that I know are not great for my highest good. But I'm a work in progress just like everyone else, you know, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being human occasionally. (laughs) But, you know, it's just I think it's a beautiful journey when you're uh, committed to just being better than you were yesterday, you know. Yeah, and there's a quote that I love you're allowed to be a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. Absolutely, babe. (laughs) That is so me. Yeah, it's like, okay, give give yourself permission to like be a human, but still be a badass boss. (laughs) That's right, girl. That's it. And I think it's, yeah, I think so many people have, especially when they get into this transformation journey, Mm -hmm. they put so much pressure on themselves to do it quickly 
And I think once they come to a understanding that, you know, there, there is no such thing as quick. And if you can really embody that and be okay with that, then that's going to be great. Yeah. After you did your network marketing thing, mm-hmm. yes, your own thing. I yes. remember you you wrote your first book shortly after that, didn't you? I did. I did. So my book is called From Struggle to Strength, and it's a seven unconventional ways and how to truly transform. And um, it was really inspired. It's a self help book, and it. You know, it's probably content that many people in the transformation world have read or heard before, but to be able to express my journey and how I actually took certain skills and strategies to change my life. Like I used to have drug addictions. I used to have self-abuse, self-loathing, self-everything that was destructive pretty much. Of course, to the outside world, I actually probably looked quite normal. But internally, I was constantly in this emotional prison um, of unworthiness. And then I, that would down, that would kind of like, I suppose, springboard me off into even more destruction. And then, you know, being in myself, going through abuse in a relationship verbally, physically, emotionally. And then being able to, I guess, look back at those events and those experiences and say, well, how can someone get themselves into that situation and allow it to continue. And mm. the only thing I came up with was lack of worth mm-hmm. again, you know, and it's not a judgment thing. It is what it is. Uh, you know, we all walked around. I know I did very sleepy for a very long time, yes. but as I've developed more consciousness and I commit to that, you know, it's, a, it's okay to, to acknowledge those moments and understand that nothing I've been through has been an accident. Like my mess is now my message, you know, this is how I'm impacting people. Um, you know, so nothing was for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everything was for everything. So it's just how you want to kind of move forward with that. And for me, it's, yeah, it's a very exciting space to be in. Yeah. You know, five years in, um, you know, my, my big vision is pretty scary. I want to impact a hundred million lives. You know, we have oh, 9 billion wow. people in the world. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> and it still gives me shivers when I say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> However, something inside me is like, you can do this. It's been done before. Why, why can't you? Yeah. Why not but, you? Right. <laughs> if you feel that so strongly in your soul, of course you can. And I'm sure yeah. you're going to learn, you continue learning so much more than you've already have. Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's just a part of the journey. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's what's, so What's exciting. the vision? Say, what's the vision in the vision, you know, and then what's the vision in that vision? And yeah. it's something I ask my clients a lot and they're like, wow, it was hard enough to un- unravel one vision, let alone the vision and the vision. And that is something we do as humans. We shut ourselves down at a certain point. You know, mm-hmm. our imagination is something we were born with and we use as children. And that's why I love having a child because he allows me to un- like really tap into that even more, mm. you know, and it's like, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we stop imagining when it is such a powerful part of our co-creation? Yeah. How would you um, suggest to people or how would you help people shift back into their creativity and their imagination and trusting themselves? And so a lot of the things that I would do would be to get back to the inner child, right? So again, like I remember when I had my son and as he grew and I started to 
go and buy crayons and coloring in books. I mean, the simple things that we used to do as kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh my God, I used to love doing this, you know? I used to love creating like this. Um, so it's not art for everyone, but it could be climbing trees. It could be mm-hmm. <laughs> playing with pets, you know? It's just get back to a place where you can have fun and play. Mm-hmm. That for me is the highest vibration of creation. Oh my God, I love that. And you're so right. It's like, mm-hmm. how can I tap more into fun? Because the more fun you have, the more inspiration you get, and the more you start to tap into flow. Absolutely. And it keeps you present. Yeah. I've had, uh, I have my artwork, my pendants and stuff as like my creation mode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. also like dancing and body movement too. Right. You know, really right. taps you into it. Of course. Absolutely. Again, any, any form of creation, it, like for me, dance is something that was a big part of my life that still is. And I'm actually just committing to going back now, which I'm so excited about. Awesome. <laughs> um, because I, there is nothing like music, vibration, like movement, like all of it, you know, it's just makes me smile it makes my insides just like totally happiness (laughs) (laughs) is it like a specific kind of dance or just well for me I used to do Latin American so I represented my country in Latin America when I was younger yeah so wow you're bad yeah (laughs) I just got on that day floor and I just followed the steps and I felt the music and before I knew it I was you know asked to represent in the school and that just took me on a beautiful journey yeah I was only 10 at the time so I was only young but oh they were some of the best days in my life um and then yeah so the the recent one is just me doing hip-hop it's actually a heels hip-hop class so it's kind of sexy because you know I'm really really in the space of tapping more into my feminine Mm. now and I think yeah feeling sexy is a huge part of being feminine you know so yeah I'll let you know I'll keep you updated how they go (laughs) I just started getting into um hoop dancing more with the hula hoop yeah, that'd, that'd be that. That'll that unlock so some Kundalini. Yeah. It's so fun. Like, I can't wait to get better yeah. at it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you have to keep me updated. We'll come together and do a collaboration. No, we need to meet up finally. I know, definitely. Oh, it'll happen, babe. It'll happen. I know. So yeah. for, for others who have experienced like um, – just that rock bottom moment of like abuse, not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough, like mm-hmm. hopeless. <laughs> I'm like going to ask you to get into your book a little bit. Like what are like oh. the main things to, to make like a massive shift? I know it takes time. You know, we're all on our own right. journey. We're all having our own yeah. experience, but like the, the key things that like really helped you go from that place to turning your mess into your message. Yeah, right. So mindset was everything. (laughs) So I talk about in the book having a fixed mindset or having a growth mindset Mm. uh, and then obviously integrating that into a positive mindset. Um, You know, I I used to hear 80% mindset, 20% action. I actually call bullshit on that. I think it's 100% mindset. It's 100%. Mm -hmm. What do I commit to today? What am I going to do? Am I going to be in my fixed mindset where I'm going to be or suspect about that or I'm going to be, you know, um, 
I don't, you know, just, I guess, uh, or, you know, you move into a growth mindset where you're open, you know, you're a little bit more open to hearing views and learning, or you move into a positive mindset where you actually make declarations to the universe, God, source, whatever your, you know, your connection to a high thing is. Um, and you declare that, you know, you will have that positive mindset and you will allow, you know, and I do talk about step-by-step step in that book, how that looks you know, mm. and how you can actually take action on that yourself. Um, it is a step-by-step kind of process. Um, but there's also, you know, limiting beliefs um, and how we, I suppose, identify our beliefs because, you know, our beliefs create our thoughts and our thoughts create our actions and our actions create our results. And that can go in a positive spin or a negative spin. Mm. And um, it takes work to learn those beliefs. Um, so I talk a little bit about that as well. There's quite a few things. There's actually probably more than seven steps, to be honest. <laughs> but um, most of the feedback I've had from people who have um, purchased it or received it as a gift and read it have said it's a really great bedside table kind of book that, you know, you can just pick up at any point and read any chapter. And, it, mm. and it's, it's very much in a layman's terms way where people can actually understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, yeah, so it's very relatable. It's a very relatable book. But, yeah, for me, mindset, uh, that would have been the most powerful kind. It's the first chapter and it's the one that has the most impact with people. That's awesome. How long did it take you to write it? Not long. Um, I had all the content. I've always been a blogger. Mm. So I just pulled a lot of content from my blogs um, and really looked at what what I wanted, to, you know, step by step. How can I? How can someone pick this book up and truly get some, you know, tools to help them make these small changes that will result in big, long-lasting changes, providing they take that daily action. That's so awesome. Do you plan on writing any more books? Well, I do. I've actually just started my – I had a second book, which I've now decided to can um, because I had a a download uh, about something different. So Mm. I'm actually in the process of my second book, which is in relation to a lot of my events that I'm writing now, my live events, which – Unleashing Your Courage Under Fire. So, um, yeah, this is going to be more about about that. And, you know, there could be a little bit of biography in there. Like my first book doesn't really talk about my life. It just talks about strategies and how I change things. Mm. Whereas this, this book is going to talk about maybe some more significant experiences that I've had um, and then how, what tools I used to actually change those things. Mm, that's awesome. So what yeah. are you doing with the women at your events? Like what kind of things are you teaching and sharing and, and walking sure. them through? So I just believe that everyone deserves to live a soul-powered life. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, coming into soul alignment is the most important thing for me. Um, Soul, spirit, you know, um, and divine, you know, having those connections and and truly understanding the amount of non-physical support that we have as individuals as well, Mm -hmm. not just physical. um, You know, people speak of being lonely a lot and, you know, we really are never alone. I really believe that. And, um, you know, when you can start to develop a relationship with your own spirit and the other spirits. And again, it's not just about being a spiritual person. It's just about understanding we are spiritual beings in a human experience. And then we go home. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what I teach in these, in these events is just like, you know, people think they have time and we don't. We really don't. And it's like just helping people to unlock what has been holding them back. Why? What is their vision? 
you know, why have they not taken action on it? And if they have taken action on it, are they getting the results that they wish and desire? And if they're not, why? Like it's just helping people to really look at the areas where, where have I not been willing to go in order mm. to get these results in myself and externally, you know? So, you know, there's always having to be aligned action. We can't just sit there and hum and meditate and hope that the universe will come knocking on our door and totally. deliver like $2 million and, you know, <laughs> all these, all these other things. But, you know, it is wholly about centering because we live in this human experience where we have distractions and we have a lot of fear and um, it, it, is, it takes massive commitment to not, be pulled into that we some people call it ego some call it you know um what's the other one I, I always just refer to ego but there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of different terminologies about what this thing is the nothingness of mm. of our fear and um so yeah I think that's did that answer your question <laughs> yeah no I mean I, I love how you're explaining it and I'm just listening and, and resonating with your mission a lot because it's really, we don't, we really don't have a lot of time. We're literally like a blip in time <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. So mm. like life is meant to be lived like at, at, at the, as like at the fullest extent to the fullest extent, Absolutely. you know, whatever that is for each person. But it's like, I just like, it upsets me too. I'm just seeing so many people that are like, not living their potential and holding themselves back and letting fear run the show and and yet knowing at the same time how we are all like divine beings who have like a really unique purpose, special message, special gifts and all that stuff and we deserve to be supported in all kinds of ways by it. Yeah, I think um, just teaching my clients in those events is, you know, that they matter. It's never yeah. person matters and yeah, just not falling into the victim mentality. You know, you don't have to be a prisoner of your past and, you know, you don't have to be defined by it either, no matter what you've done. And that doesn't give people, you know, a ticket to go and hurt others or things like that. But I think most of the people that I attract, because I'm all about energy and I really truly set intentions whenever I do events or workshops that the right people will show up and they will absolutely be ready to upgrade. They'll be ready to tap in deeper and... You know, I think when they leave, what I ultimately want is them to have confidence and abundance. I want them to understand that their courage comes from their confidence and, you know, having clarity because if we don't have clarity, then we're confused and then how can we possibly deliver or come into results that we really desire if we're confused or clouded or foggy? Mm. So, yeah, it's basically confidence, clarity and courage. They're the three key things that I really want people to leave with after yeah. they work with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. And what is your... Um, what advice do you have for people to building their confidence and belief in themselves? It's a huge one. Yeah, it is. Um, I think when you feel scared, which we all do, um, it's just about trusting that even if you fall, you're moving forward. So it's creating, it's, you know, it's that typical cliche, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, you know, knowing that fear is there to keep us safe. It's not designed to hurt us. It is just a default that we have and it's okay because our bodies, the physiology, don't know whether we're about to walk off a cliff or whether we're about to ask someone out that might say no and reject us mm. or what we think is rejection. So it's about just, I suppose, reframing the distinctions of what these things mean, you know, and mm. understanding that when people have an idea or opinion of us, they're, it's just an assessment. We don't have to take their truth on. 
it's not our truth. You know, it's about feedback. Is that good feedback? Is that positive feedback? Is that going to help me grow? Or is that a judgment of feedback? So that's the type of stuff that I teach is helping people to develop awareness around how they show up and how Mm. they are received and then receive others. Yeah. Awareness is everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything. So when it comes to getting into alignment with your soul's purpose and gaining clarity around that, um, what, what are some ways that people can do that? So, Especially uh, multi-passionate people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, writing is always something that I enjoy doing. I love to write. Um, it's, you know, it's conscious flow journaling, I guess. Um, And it's also getting really clear on that one thing. Like what is that one thing you would ultimately, um, what's your legacy? I know it's Mm. thrown around a lot this word, but what legacy do you want to leave behind? You know, do you want to be known that you had a lot of millions in the bank? Or do you want to be known that you truly helped to shift the energy of the planet by, you know, impacting humanity in some way or form? And it doesn't have to be on a scale of 100 million people. You know, that can be just within your own family. It can just mean, because it's like a ripple effect, isn't it? Like that one person that you help to maybe look at life a little differently and believe that they deserve a better life could then ultimately impact another five people and then another five people. So you never really know how many people you're impacting, do you? But you can focus on one person at a time. Yeah. And it all starts with putting yourself out there. It's such a big thing to not to truly not worry what people think of you. It's yeah. such a big thing. And, it, and I'm not going to lie. Oh, my Lord. I was, I was the biggest people pleaser <laughs> you can possibly know. I used to just run around and do things I didn't want to do to try and keep other people happy or feel like I belonged. But ultimately, I never belonged. I was, I was just there to serve them, but not in a positive way. Do you know what I mean? And um, when you're okay with that person having an assessment of you, you know, like when you go onto Facebook and you do a live and, you know, you think, for me, this is what I tell myself, you know, I might have 20 people that don't resonate with me, but I might have one that does. And then I'm doing my work. It's done. Mm, I love that. Yeah. It's so important. And also like a lot of people are watching too, like yes. watching your videos or reading your posts and, 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 and you're, you are, you're speaking to them and not even knowing it. I've had people Absolutely. plenty of times reach out to me way later and say they've been like, you know, following my stuff for a long time and that it's helped yeah. them. I'm sure you've experienced the same. Yes, absolutely. So it's like so important for everyone to just show up and share from their heart. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, again, I always say to people, you know, drop below your chin. That's where you, that's where you operate from. It's that mm-hmm. heart space, you know, it's, it's a creative area. It's your heart space. Um, and again, being very, very guilty of living in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get clarity living in your head. You don't. And we all go through it. I go through my moments too. And like the freaking voice of doubt creeps in and just having to either take a step back or shift into my heart. Yeah. Do you have certain things that you do to like get out of that space and like tap back into your heart quickly? Absolutely. Yeah. I take my shoes off. I don't care where I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I ground and I put my hand on my heart 
Mm, I, I generally do. will be, I'll be generally wearing a crystal or carrying crystals. Mm. I, and I'll sometimes tap like that. Like I'll just tap so I can really bring my attention to that area. Mm, and I like that. Setting intentions to, as I'm tapping, expand, 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 not contract, contract, contract. Because you're either doing one or, one or the other. You're either expanding into love or you're contracting into fear. It's one or the other. I love that, <laughs> how you describe that. <laughs> expanding or contracting, tap on your heart to expand. Yeah, absolutely. And set the intention. That's exactly what you're doing. Coming from a place of love, understanding, and compassion. Yes, love is seriously the answer. It is really. I mean, it's oh, I get goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, it's it gives me goosebumps. I'm like, I I get it, and I love that I'm blessed enough to understand it. I really yeah. embody it. Like, I might still feel triggered by people or things oh. or events, but to be able to catch it really fast and still come back to that place of non-judgment and curiosity and love instead of judgment and compassion instead of you know fear it's like wow you know it's such a nice place to be and again it doesn't mean that you're giving permission to those who are have hurt others well you know what I mean it's just it's the compassion it's like it's like understanding that um everyone has their stories and their their traumas and their Mm -hmm. their things that they're living by but that's not really like it's it's not really who they are, but it's who they're choosing to be for whatever reason. It's like just right. shifting to that space of compassion. Yeah. Absolutely. And even for yourself too. Oh, well, this is the, this is where I was going to go with that is it's not just about external. It's like yourself, when you make a decision that may not have served your highest good or might leave you feeling a little um, in doubt, be gentle on yourself. Have compassion on that little girl or little boy that's been wounded in the past because that's generally the one that's in the, in the most a fearful place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I do when I'm walking around and I catch myself in judgment because that's what we do as, as humans. Um, I'm like straight away I, I shrink the person, not as a shrinking them that they're smaller than me, but I shrink them to be a little person. And I think, what did that little person have to go through? You know, like it's just, it, it's a strategy that helps me to get out of judgment into compassion mm-hmm. or curiosity. Yeah. That makes total sense. Inner child healing is so powerful. So powerful. So actually I need to do more of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going, I went through a stage where it was really, I was daily doing it. Um, and I think, yeah, just healing that relationship with your inner child is very, very, very important. Yeah, and just like having conversation too, going yeah. back and like mm-hmm. healing the past, yeah, creating in the present, re- writing your future. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're always just catching up and remembering. Really, it's just time and space, you know. And I think the power of understanding manifestation and how it works um, is it. <sighs> It's such an interesting journey to surrender. I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned. What was that? Just surrendering. Mm. Surrendering and getting more into the flow, like being like water, like Bruce Lee says, you know, be like water because when you're like water, you, you, nothing can attach to you. You stay in flow. And uh, a lot of people don't understand that. 
is what his philosophy was around that. You know, when we speak of spirituality, I could go super deep into entity and all of that stuff. Good entity, you know, nothingness entity, whatever. But it's like when you are developing yourself to remember your greatness, because remember most of us are more afraid of our greatness than we are, um, you know, what we can't do. Um, Mm. We just don't realize that. And choosing light, just choosing the light and understanding that, yeah, no matter where you're at and, I think just noticing, like even when your energy's off a little bit, totally. Some people put it down to physical hormones or emotions, but it's also like sometimes it's someone else's energy around you, you know. And it's like, well, what have I been open to? What have I not protected within myself? Um, yeah, there's so much that I'd love to speak on that. <laughs> Man, I, I like a million other questions on, but I know you got to wrap up soon. I do. Unfortunately, I've got another interview. I've got to yeah, jump on. Totally. Final question. Since you just were yes. talking about protecting your energy, do you have any uh, tools or ways that people can protect their energy? Cause this is a huge thing, like especially for like empaths and people who are really sensitive to energy. Absolutely. So first of all, acknowledging when you, you are a sensitive person to energy, um, you know, being an empath, and I learned this about maybe six years ago, like, you know, coming from a place of being an empathetic versus compassionate is that, you know, especially in a coaching or leadership role, when you are too much of an empath, you can end up crumbling with your clients. You know, you can Mm -hmm. end up feeling their emotions and experiences so much that you can't control the uh, output of the emotion. Uh, And that isn't, really helpful for a lot of people who are in the middle of their trauma. So shifting out of that into the compassion space where you can still, um, you know, understand what they've been through and, but you can hold your ground and just hold that space is really super important. So what I do to protect my energy, whenever I even go into like doing a live video, for example, I always protect myself from any naysayers or any haters. Um, so Peter say, or people that may not understand what I'm sharing or want to resonate with it right now. Um, and as you know, I have to visualize a bubble around myself. And then I visualize like a castle gate with an actual key. Mm. And I lock the key and then I put it into my heart chakra. Oh, I like that. So I do a physical like visualization of myself in a bubble. All right. And then in a cage, not a, not a cage that's keeping <laughs> me in, but it's keeping the, 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 the negative energy out. I also call an archangel Michael. To I release love Michael. All negative energy is seen and unseen and keep only that which is right for me. So it's like a mirror. My my guard is in my my cage is a mirror with a key lock. So nothing nothing negative can come in and stay. That is so beautiful. <laughs> I like saw it in my mind's eye, like just when yeah. describing it. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for hanging out, for coming to chat. Where can people find you and learn more about your work. Perfect. So um, my website's great. It's marissalewis.com. So that's Marissa with two S's, M-A-R-I-S-S-A-L-E-W-I-S.com. I'm also on Instagram as marissalewis underscore GC, which stands for Gold Coast Australia. Um, And on Facebook as Marissa Lewis Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I'm across all platforms, but those are my main ones, my main three. Um, And all my tribe events are on my website as well. Anything online or live events that are coming up. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to finally meet in person sometime soon. Oh, it will so happen. It's already done. (laughs) Thank you so, so, so much. I love you. Glad. I love you.
Thank you for having me on. And I really trust that this will reach the right people. So Absolutely. thank you for being being the leader you are and for just having the, the courage to step into your own soul purpose and just keep moving forward. You're amazing. I love you. Thank you. You too. Okay, babe. Bye, girl. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.